Travel Board Explorers to the Travel Net. Today I am joined by a special guest. He is a very close and dear friend of mine. We went to high school together. Irvin, thanks so much for joining me on this episode. How are you doing? Hey, Natalie. I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. So, uh, Irvin is the one who's kind of been inspiring me to take more advantage of traveling and whatnot. He's been cross-countrying over the state. He's gone up and down the 13 colonies. You've also been to uh, Japan. Is that correct? You actually traveled to Japan? Yes, I've like been a couple to Japan and Guatemala. Japan and nice. Guatemala. Yeah, so he's been all over the place. So, Irvin, can you tell us a little bit more about your experiences traveling um, both in the U.S. and both abroad? Yeah, so traveling um, over in Japan was when I was was when I was younger. So I actually don't remember as much from that. I was around. I was just turning fifteen at the time, um, and since then I've just loved traveling. Um, and I traveled to Guatemala a couple years later on a mission trip uh, down there, and then um, just been traveling all around the U.S. Not so much out west yet, but all up and down the East Coast. Um, just trying to, you know, see friends and, and see different parts of the U.S. that I've never been to before. So That's really yeah. cool. Did you actually stop by and go look at any historical buildings? Because, you know, you traveled the 13 colonies, which is the original, I guess, like you would call them mm -hmm. states uh, before the U.S. actually became the U.S. So did you mm -hmm. did you go anywhere to see that? Right, right. Uh, so my, with my family, we've gone to some places like in Baltimore and, and, and Maryland. Um, but I am not a big history person unless it's like East Asian history. So because of that, I am not one for like monuments or historical places. For me, it's, it's all about, it's usually travel is around food and around people. Those are the things that matter the most usually to me in, in travel. So yeah, for me, I'm not, I'm sure maybe I've stumbled upon uh, a couple historical places and not even, um, not even known it because one of the things I think too is I've grown up in a historical place, right? I live in uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and here you get, you know, you get so many tourists each year. And I think mm -hmm. now it's sort of one of my life missions to not, try to not be a tourist as much as possible. So because of that, <laughs> that's just another reason, right? I go away. From, I mean, from I mean, you story. nailed down your soccer mom walk. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can't be a tourist and a soccer mom uh, at the same time. You got to yeah, choose right, one right, or the right. other. Exactly. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. Honestly, food is probably like my main um, incentive to go and travel because I feel like you can experience so much of the culture and you don't even have to leave the U.S. just to experience that. Like you can go down to, you know, Philadelphia, you go to Chinatown. I do know they have a little bit of like that Mexican Spanish kind of part. Uh, they also have some Irish pubs down there. So you can literally travel like maybe if you're within the Montgomery County, Bucks County area, especially, you can get down into uh, Philadelphia County, um, Philadelphia city itself, and you can just walk a couple blocks here and there. You find yourself in different places to try out new foods. Um, so maybe like on your travel, since you know, you're a big go-getter with food, what is <laughs> possibly one maybe restaurant? It doesn't have yeah. to be in like a city or anything, but you felt that you really travel to the other side of the world because that mm. food was so savory it was so like memorable that it made you just maybe maybe i don't know <laughs> you, would, would it potentially be able to compete with the actual authentic 
yeah yeah so actually this one will cut even closer home to actually like you and your culture just because i think and i don't remember the name of this restaurant but the most authentic chinese food i've probably ever had was in chinatown while on a trip to new york so you know there we went there and you know it's just everyone everyone in the restaurant i'm i'm sure at least probably 90% of the people in that restaurant were Chinese, right? And, you know, they're bringing out these hot plates and there's so much, you know, Chinese food. There's so amazing because you get all these different entrees and all these different things, uh, you know, and centered around some some sort of like base, right? It's usually a starch, like a noodle or something. And it's just, you're adding stuff in. It's so good, so good. So, I mean, that I think, I've never been to China. I hope to go someday. I have like uh, two friends from Shanghai. So hopefully one day, but as of now, right, New York, New York in, in uh, China, Chinatown was the, the closest I could get to it. But yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like, again, you know, going back to my past state, like my earlier statement, I just think you could learn so much through the food. There's it's mm-hmm. just the difference between immersing yourself in the culture and then going to do the touristy stuff. Like, for example, if you mm-hmm. go to Japan, everybody wants to go see Mount Fuji. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to go see the cherry blossoms. But then they kind of fail to actually intake the food because the food is like a huge uh, cultural Mm. differences just because not only with the style and the ingredients, but also with the taste, the flavor. I mean, some countries focus more with um, spices like India, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people like the sweetness. And um, I think like, I don't know, it's like, is there maybe like an important lesson that you maybe you've learned about um, a country through its food? Mm. Through its food, um, let's see. Uh, as for, I guess, through its food, that's. I think Jap- Japan would be a good example, just because obviously I'm I'm half Japanese, so for me, there's so much that's so much a part of me, right? And and in being able to go over there and try the food, um, the sort of it, uh, this thing you were just saying, right, about essentially it a lot of times can reflect the culture, right? In Japanese food like you sort of a contrast would actually be India because India, they love a ton of spices, right? Really these full flavors as well as like Korea mm-hmm. is very similar with that. But in Japan, mm-hmm. you do get a lot of people not really being able to, to understand the food culture, especially when they first get there. And that's because Japanese, they focus on in on something called umami, right? Which is supposed to be like this hidden flavor. It's like this, this inside flavor that is more calm, right? And it's more to be sort of, sort of dwelt on, right? Where you, you're thinking about it as you're eating and really sort of slowing down with your meal, right? And mm-hmm. so because of that, you know, especially as, as an American, you know, we're all gung-ho, we're really fast or in and out, ready to try mm-hmm. all these different foods. Right, but right, with right. Japanese food, right? It's like, it's like really with that. And, and that's the same thing is why that reflects the culture so much, right? You have to, you really need to slow down and say, all right, what are, what are the flavors that I'm trying here? And, you know, a lot of people probably get, turned away from it just by seeing like oh it's like it's raw fish and it's like no well actually like slow down you know understand that here that's normal right or even like trying eel right these or octopus right these things that you probably seafood you've never tried before Mm -hmm. but if you try it and it's made the right way there's it's it's all these hidden flavors and stuff you've just you've just simply never even tried before and that's that's true pretty much across the board with japan because japan is such uh, a unique place that's very polite and and you really you know I think most people in general probably just need to sort of slow down when entering a new country um, 
and sort of just try to take in the new culture and, and this new world essentially that you're stepping into, right? So. Right, right. And I think that's an excellent point that you brought out because, you know, we're going to switch away from food for just a second. But <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, um, because things are becoming so fast paced now, people are kind of failing to slow down, take a breath and really think about what they're doing. Think about how their actions could cause certain consequences, whether that's positive or negative. Um, mm. And it's just because we just don't really think as much as before, or we don't have the mm-hmm. time to think. We tend to kind of miss the really, really important and life-changing details. Um, right. And so if like, let's say you go to a Japanese sushi restaurant here in the States, um, I think a lot of people just go in there for the, just to say that they did it, but I think mm. they're kind of missing the point of mm. what, like the different lessons that the Japanese people want to teach others through their food. Um, and I think it's definitely changed like a big outlook, not only within my life, and I'm pretty sure within your life, um, mm-hmm. how we can see the world. Um, people are so eager to rush here and there to make fast decisions, mm-hmm. to be quick on their feet, that they just tend to forget that, no, wait, hold on, you're missing the simplicity of nature, you're missing the simplicity of life. If we were to be honest, we don't really need all these things, and we don't really need to spend a huge amount of money just to come back to that kind mm. of simplicity. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I think, you know, especially like a podcast like this, where you're talking about travel, not only that, but you're also what you just brought up. Hopefully the hope I think is that with recent events, right. With this whole virus and everything, the hope would be that people are actually becoming more conscious about not only what they're eating, but, but more, sort of slowing down, right? I think for the first time in history, essentially the whole Mm -hmm. entire world, uh, at least Mm -hmm. on this scale and at this level, you know, has everyone sort of had to slow down, right? And people, and Mm -hmm. so that's what we've actually noticed, I think in, you know, my family, we're in the the food industry, essentially, right? We have a fruit Mm -hmm. stand. And Mm -hmm. one of the things we notice is that people are becoming more mindful a little bit about what they actually consume, right? Right. And, And with that, I think where they travel too, right? They're thinking more about like, well, beforehand it was sort of this thing that we put off and we're like oh I'm going to college first and I can mm-hmm. travel with whenever right but now we realize what a blessing uh it is to be able to travel and and you know we can't really take that for granted anymore we have to really think about that and, and you know make sure we cherish it and I think I think a lot of people are going to be taking trips now after after this finally ends that they were not going to take a trip had nothing happened but now because they've sort mm-hmm. of been forced to slow down hopefully they will be taking trips but yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think definitely that this uh, the this virus actually kind of wakes you up and actually realizes mm-hmm. helps you realize like how meaningful life is, how meaningful each little break and little trip that you mm-hmm. take. And I think um, I think a common thing like for me, you know, as a college student, I'm worried more about the financial aspect mm-hmm. of traveling. Um, and I would not necessarily say going abroad is very cheap, um, mm-hmm. but I think that I tend to forget that you don't have to go just abroad to experience these wonderful things. And again, it's like, you can go, you know, as we said, you can go to New York, you can go to California. California is big on, you know, all these different uh, cultural foods and like these like authentic, like people coming in and trying to start a living because America is kind of representing that dream that you Mm. can come away and bring part of your culture here because it's so open. It's so welcoming and people genuinely want to try it they genuinely want to try something that is foreign to them 
but also kind of reminds them of like who this like country is, who they are. And maybe, you know, it'll yeah. help them go back to memory lane of their ancestors, where they came from. And I think it's just pretty uniting uh, mm. to think about how there's so many different cultures here that I don't even have to buy a plane ticket. I can, you mm. know, take a road trip for two, three weeks and do like basically cross country. Like I can drive from Pennsylvania uh, Philadelphia, and then I can drive down to Florida. I can go to Louisiana, like New Orleans. Um, right, I can go right. to Austin, Texas. I can go up to California. I can go to Oregon, Washington. There are so many ways and places to explore the different flavors that, in the way, like does it makes you question, like is actually going abroad mm. worth it? Because we essentially have it in our backyard. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, if I'm going to, just if I could do like a little bit of what I would consider sort of sort of like teaching on that, because I've I've debated with with my brothers and a lot of times my, my god brothers too, a lot of stuff like that, right? When it comes to travel and whether and you know, so many people are faced with that question, especially as most people are thinking of going the college route, right? I mm-hmm. I am one who has not been going the college route, right? And so for me, you hit a lot of that as you sort of make suggestions, you hit a lot of resistance. It's like, oh, wow, like, yeah, they have other stuff to think about mm-hmm. and money and all that. Um, so, but here's here's the, it's, it's this double-sided coin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that it is so true what you just said about we, America, at least in our case, America is the melting pot. Right. America is the melting pot where pretty much pretty much unlike any other country, Mm -hmm. we have a level of diversity that no other country has. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. so many people have come here over time Mm -hmm. and with their own different cultures introduced it. Um, So we get we sort of come to this conundrum now as Americans um, who are comfortable where we are. We come to this conundrum where you can either travel out overseas onto this into this unknown and, and drop yourself into the middle of this new world and this new culture mm-hmm. um, and and learn and do your best to try to to accept a new way of living for a little bit right, right, and right really right. hopefully you'd learn a lot right but the same thing is true that no you technically you can still stay here in the US but the thing to keep in mind is that as you're now still in the US, most people are still speaking English most people are still they understand your same political climate right? Mm-hmm. Or, or religious, like just what's the average like religion around these areas, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is we are tempted to simply fall into the same niche and, and keep ourselves guarded in the exact same ways that we were when we were back in our home state, right? So if right. I go and I travel over to, to California, right? And I go over into the, the Korean area, right? Of mm-hmm. California, I might not really, I, I might be scared. And because my options are now really close for me to just sort of walk over to the area that's going to accept me easier. Mm-hmm. Now I have less intent where if I drop over in Korea, right. If I actually go over to <laughs> something, I have no choice. I've just made, I've just made it. So I have to talk, try to talk with these people and have to sort of try their different foods. Right. right so, right. so that's the thing is like, I've, I've, I've talked so much with, with other people about this because we as as Americans don't realize how good we have it, right? Mm-hmm. That we actually have that exact thing that you're just talking about. We have that ability um, more so than most people that if we wanted to, we could immerse ourselves in in essentially a hundred different cultures within this one country, right? Yeah, yeah. But our current our current political climate, our current 
uh, religious climate or, and cultural climate, a lot of us are sort of, we're stuck in our own, our own boxes, right? Our own region of, oh, mm-hmm. these are my people. These are, these are the ones I'm comfortable around. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, it's hard to push against that. But if you're able to do that, then it's true. You, you, you're going to save the money. You don't necessarily have to go overseas, right? And you're still going to mm-hmm. be able to get a really quite amazing uh, experience. But it's, it's mm-hmm. just making sure that you take that extra step because, because the, it's the, the same amount of force isn't there as whenever you actually travel overseas, right? So, so I fully agree. I think it's, it's this amazing thing where sometimes we need to travel overseas and sometimes we need to literally just travel here. Um, but we just, have to, we just have to sort of hold ourselves by the neck, right? And make sure we actually right. immerse ourselves now, right? We have to force ourselves to be immersed. Whereas traveling overseas, it's already begun to happen before you even notice it. So, yeah. Right, right. And I think like going off what you were saying, like there's so many ways that people can push themselves into their comfort zone. And mm, a lot yeah. of things that I've been noticing in college too, like a lot of my fellow classmates or fellow students that I see on a daily basis, they don't really like being uncomfortable. And one mm. of the most valuable lessons that I'm learning currently with um, my great mentor Um, he's always taught me for this past year, you know, always Mm. be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, it doesn't have to do anything with traveling. It doesn't have to do with like immersing yourself in in a completely different culture, but in real life, you're going to go through things that are just going to be uncomfortable for you, especially when you go into the business realm. Like you Mm. have to not only work within your uh, professional specialty, but sometimes you're going to be required to kind of take the lead and just go with the flow, um, mm. depending on what happens. And so you kind of have to be mentally prepared for that. Not mentally, like as in book knowledge and all that stuff, <laughs> but right, you right. just have to be able to kind of like mentally turn on that different part of your brain. Mm. Um, and even though it's something without your, with it, like outside of your comfort zone or it's outside of your expertise, like you still have to be a team member. And I think being, that team player. And a lot of people tend to do this. I see this in America a lot. It's all about individualism. Mm. They want the credit. They want to be that person that kind of outshines the rest of us. But I think really when you neglect that, you're not only neglecting um, other people that you see around you, but you're also kind of like pushing yourself in that box where it's like, you're only going to hang out with people or you're only going to do things that you feel comfortable with But then the question comes, like, how are you going to grow as a person? Mm. And I think that, why do I think young people should go take advantage of traveling, not just within the U.S.? You take the U.S. as, like, kind of dipping your feet in the water Mm -hmm. and go abroad when you get comfortable with the culture. But traveling just requires a lot of uncomfortable moments. So for Mm -hmm. me, I'm hoping to travel abroad next year in the spring. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go to Europe for the first time. Never been to Europe. Super excited. Wow. Um, yeah. But I'm very nervous about what's going to happen because, you know, for me, like I'm not really used to the European culture. I've mm-hmm. been to Asia a couple of times to visit family. And I'm very used to living under like an Asian roof. I grew up Asian, Chinese. Mm, right, right. Pacific. And so for me to go into like a European country where a lot of the people there actually came to the U.S. and kind of learned the history, learned the culture that influenced America mm-hmm. um, without really understanding a lot of the backgrounds or the language. I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be super uncomfortable. 
for <laughs> like the first like three weeks because it's going to be right. something that I'm not used to. And yet mm. I feel like it's so important that I make myself do it because if I don't, then how am I going to, I guess, like see the world differently? How's it going right. to change how I'm going to live my life? not only within the U.S. in my personal or professional life, but just kind of how I see things on a global scale. Hmm. Right. Yeah, no. And, and something that comes to the same thing that you were talking about of, of going out of your comfort zone, um, especially, you know, obviously with travel, that's just a given. You know what I mean? One of the one of the things that the sayings I love, right, is is fail often. Right. Is like essentially if you want to do great things like do these amazing, like great fails, right. Where you do, where you mess up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so if I look at when I'm, you know, I'm, I've been learning Japanese for like, I think three years now, and I've been learning Korean for a couple months and I've been learning mm -hmm. French for like, uh, two, almost two years. Right? right. But I know that when I go and travel over to these countries, I am going to fail. I'm going to fail at being able <laughs> to actually communicate the way that I want to, even though I've been studying for so long. It's like right. you, you, I really need to actually, you know, I have to get there and I have to fail. I have to continue to fail at actually being able to communicate. And every time mm -hmm. I do fail, I'm going to get better. Right. And so yeah, that's like, it's like you're failing forward. With, yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, fail, yeah. fail forward and keep, yeah, keep, keep at it because that's, you know, essentially we, we're all going to probably go over and misunderstand something in a country, misunderstand mm -hmm. something about their culture. But mm -hmm. as long as we have the right mindset, we're going to learn after each one and make sure that we're, we're better when we come back, you know? So, yeah. 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 And another thing too, it's like, I think people are afraid of looking like an idiot. And I mean, I speak mm, not only right. for everybody else, I speak for myself. Um, it's not fun looking like right, right. <laughs> joker of the, you know, the courtroom. It's not fun mm -hmm. to be like that comedian that the king and the knights laugh at you and throw cabbages at your head. It's not fun. <laughs> Nobody likes being new. Nobody likes being the yeah. center of attention um, where it's most likely that you're going to say something stupid. Mm. Um, but again, it just kind of goes back to, are you willing to be comfortable with being uncomfortable? Right. Right. Yeah, Def definitely. And, and I'm facing that like head on with language learning just because right now that's where I am in in right that's a that's the closest i am at home traveling does that make sense right because i'm right, i'm right. trying to study the language and learn about the culture through that language um and so i am continually having to to essentially this is my first steps and my first failures at travel right even though i'm still at home and you know hopefully once everything's over i'll be able to go over and, and fail over there right across overseas <laughs> and stuff. so yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes but i, right, I am right. excited about it but, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome ride. I'm very excited yeah. for you. <laughs> I'm very excited for you. I I definitely let me know how the the trips in Europe go. Who knows? Maybe I'll have to meet you over there sometime. So. Ooh, sounds like a plan. <laughs> and if anybody and if our listeners are interested in meeting with us, I mean, go for it. Yo, we'll be in totally, Germany. <laughs> totally. Yes. Yes. Definitely. All right. Well, we're wrapping up to our next uh, last minute. Urban, so I want to thank you for your time. I really appreciate you coming out and speaking about your experiences traveling and just having a very fruitful conversation. And I hope that, you know, a lot of our listeners will be able to kind of take this with a grain of salt. You know, it's, it's everybody's yeah. choice if they want to go and travel. Uh, we're not forcing anybody to doing it, but I believe that um, traveling would be kind of a fun way of failing mm. hard, but not right. failing hard, and, but failing good as well right right and, and if i could just make one last suggestion when it comes to like a travel tip 
right? Like a travel tip. Um, A travel tip I would have is try to take less pictures. And instead, what I would suggest is, is go over to your local, your local Walmart or your local art store and get a sketchbook right? Just get a sketchbook. You might, you might suck at drawing. You might be really bad at drawing. You know, you're going to try drawing this landscape and it's, it's going to look like sticks and stones, right? But I would highly suggest trying it out, at least giving it a try when you finally are able to travel. And the reason is because we as humans, you know, you look at a building and when you look at a building, you, your mind sort of fills in, like you're not really looking at all parts of that building, right? Mm -hmm. Your mind sort of fills in where the windows are and the details of the lights and all that, right? But when you draw, you slow down, right? It slows you down and it makes you pay attention to every part that you're drawing now, right? And and what that actually does now, if you go, say you're in France, right? You go to France, Mm -hmm. you sit down by by a spring or by a fountain, right? Right, And you're drawing the trees in the fountain. You're going to remember it so much better than the time that you just snapped that quick photo. Okay, because you're going to remember what led up to that and the the people you spoke to and the food you tried, right? So Mm -hmm. much more than a photo you took. And it's the drawing will mean much more to you going down the road than the picture did. So that's my suggestion. That's awesome. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in into this week's episode. Uh, this the world honestly is a big place this country the u.s is a big beautiful place with lots of exciting things to do to see to travel to explore to eat from there's like (laughs) there's so many options so i don't know what y'all are waiting for Um, (laughs) i need you all to go explore discover and create and we will see you on the next adventure